1: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It's time for What's Going On, brought to you today by our friends at s Roofing, your locally owned roof repair experts for a free quote and for all your roofing needs, call s Roofing. I've had some roofing issues in the last year. Have you? It's not anything that's any fun. Did you
2: get it taken care of?
1: I did get it taken care of,
2: yeah. So you're all set? Yeah. I got a new roof put on this. uh was within the last... When did I do that? A year ago? Maybe a little more now. Why
1: are you asking me?
2: <laughs> I don't know. This it's last this. year, you know, it's all blur. Did
1: I tell you about my buddy who asked me to mo- help him, like, move? He was trying to get his house spruced up to sell because he was <laughs> in a hurry or whatever. And he said, got a number of projects. Can you come over and help him? Of course, you know, I'm uh, always willing to. I showed up in, like, my Snook shoes, you know, not work shoes. <laughs> I thought I was just going to be, like... I thought I was just going to be uh, helping move stuff, or I don't know. I don't know what I thought I was going to do, but I didn't show up with like a pair of gloves. And uh, anyway, he was up on his roof, re uh, shingling his roof by himself. Uh huh. And I was like, I don't know if I came prepared for this whole thing, but uh, I he lent me some shoes, and I got up there. And I don't think he had more worthless help. <laughs> I think I just sat there and chatted with him while he did everything. What am I going to do?
2: uh see man it's a mindset and if you're going to show up somewhere where someone might need your help then you've got to put on that 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 attitude like you're showing up and you're just ready cuz if you show up casual like you
3: did Okay, you're not really into it to begin with. But But to be fair, he asked for help moving, not... Like getting the house in order to move. I thought I would be
1: like painting (laughs) or boxing stuff up or, or, I don't know. He's
3: up there hefting tar and shingles. Yeah, I didn't know he was re-shingling his house. Like that scene in Shawshank. Yeah, and, that, and, is, that is a bit tough.
2: But
1: I, hey, I'll tell you this. Mm. I admire this particular friend because he can do anything. Like, it's not a surprise that he was reshingling his house because he has all sorts of uh, skills like that, which I don't. I just, <laughs> I felt bad that I was so wholly unprepared. <laughs> like, didn't show up really able to help. Like, I was not able to be of help to him.
2: Uh, uh, do you think he was surprised? No. No, I don't. I don't think he was surprised. I'm, I'm just really. I mean, I just can't believe he really asked you. I know. Of all of the friends he could have. Picked. Uh, that's a great dude. No, no He's saying, a great dude.
1: That's you're, why you're I wanted a, to come you're, help. You're a good help. Uh, well, I wasn't that particular day. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get to what's going on, shall we? Okay. Uh, where are we checking with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Let's start off with DJ and PK. Uh, there, uh, they talked about
4: how this is the opportunity for the Jazz to prove themselves. Bovada's Western Conference champion odds. Jazz plus 125. Jazz, favor to go to the NBA finals. Yeah, they are. Here it is. Pressure's on. Now it gets juicy. This is the marquee playoff series
5: still remaining in the playoffs right now. This is their opportunity to really establish who they are and their greatness. That's what this series represents. Because if they lose, it's going to be a roundhouse country, literally spread across it. I told you so.
4: So what, happens, C, if, what happens if the Jazz, Mr. I see the future, what happens if the Jazz throw themselves all into this, win a long series, which is what the Clippers seem to play, right? Kawhi Leonard's been there for three playoff series with Paul George, and they've all been long series. Six with the Mavs, seven with the Nuggets, and now seven with the Mavs. So long series just totally throw themselves into it they're exhausted they win it but they lose in the next round.
5: Oh, worry about that then. But I do think <laughs> I, I think that this series establishes
4: their realism, their true their truth. They will get respect for winning this series. Yeah. No matter what happens after that. It was like, okay, that was a good win. It, yes. Now you got to do more.
5: You got very little respect for beating the Grizzlies. You're
4: supposed to beat them, you basically Just, swept them. Everybody yeah. views it as a sweep. Once you got Mitchell back, yes. You... And I did see people sitting on national TV say that. Yeah, they lost the game, but Mitchell didn't play. Right. And once he came back, you barely even trailed. I mean, it was almost wire to wire in all four of those games. Sorry, Watchdog guy, they dominated that series. Yeah, no, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Let them have that fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just—I'm not a Homer. Announcer was right. I'm not a hundred. Stop. <laughs> just, just stop. I'm not a hundred percent in with you on the Jazz. To get a lot of credit if they win this series. What? Oh, you they you're, do. You're the king. You're the king of this, and you're going against yourself here. And I'm with the first version of you, not this second version of you. It depends a on what the series looks like. My well, Sybil here a little bit. Like, yeah, so yeah. Everybody knows you would say that. That's true.
5: I think the Clippers. Our representative team. I picked the Clippers to win it last year. Obviously, I was wrong. Uh, I think people lo- looked at their lineup this year and say, this, this is in the most talented roster in the West. I think a lot of people think that. So, all sorts of credibility. You beat the Clippers. Now, it's the, the Jazz aren't going to go crazy. They beat the Clippers. They're not dropping balloons and and their their reaction after the game, after the series, if it should come to that, and they win, is going to be very similar to what it was in the first round. Hey, congratulations! Uh, you, You'd uh, be happy. You guys played as tough. Uh, yeah. Appreciated. You know, a little sportsmanship at the end. But I don't think you're going to see anything, unless it's, you know, if it's if it's a swish, uh, Damian Lillard style to send a yeah. team out. You know what I mean? Okay. So if Donovan hits something from thirty five feet, yeah. and then waves goodbye. Well, you can get that in a regular season, some humdrum game, and if it's something... Well, like, remember when Bogey hit yeah, that shot the in team, Houston, they went nuts. Yeah, because it's the
4: moment. Right. In the that moment. was a crazy
5: shot. Right, and, and I get all that. And he did it the same thing, he beat Milwaukee in the year. if they win Game
4: 6 or Game 7, and they win by 6 or 7 points... I don't think you're going to see that much be, emotion. It'll it's it's be, Steve, be Steve, uh, Steve Klocky. What? Handshakes and, and high-fives all around. And that's going to be just yeah. about it. As and opposed then, to people jumping on scorers' tables or in each other's arms or something.
5: Yeah, and if it's if it's here, I don't think the crowd is going to go
4: berserk. They're going to be happy. I but just, I just wonder the process. if the—and and you got to see what the games look like and what people's stat lines look like, but I can't sit here this morning and guarantee you if the Jazz win that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and whoever else goes off are going to have a whole new— uh, rep across the country. I think they are. Because there's a chance it'll be, my gosh, Paul George shot 22%. Kawhi just couldn't sustain 60%. He can't do this by himself. No, No, I think that's uh, limited.
5: No, you can't go in and oh, that was a gutty series, and they did all this, and they're resilient, and they have uh, deep. now I think part of the deal in reading what I what I just read here on this uh, column was about it's the Jazz, and we don't really believe in the Jazz. So when you get halfway to the ultimate goal in the West, you're legit. There's no other way. I don't care if Paul George doesn't make a shot,
4: which isn't that's going a, to be the case. That's a good argument because the West has been the better conference for a long time. Yeah. It's been deeper. You know, are eight of the top 12s in the league in the West. There's a lot of years you'll say yes, and this is one of them. Yes. It, it might even be more than eight of the top 12.
5: Yeah. In the East there, Boston was was winning playoff series last year and the year before. They weren't really that good. We saw it this year. In the West, it's not the case. Jazz win this series, they've established the credibility in the eyes of everyone. I don't want to hear one peep. Mm. Not a peep out of you. One commentator who gives me a yeah, but. Their credibility right now is on the line. It is put up or shut up right now. That's the way I view this series. We learn everything we want to learn about the Jazz in this series, if we needed stuff to be learned,
1: there you go, DJ and PK. I agree with them. There, there, there is an opportunity here for the Utah Jazz to to prove, um, you know, that they're amongst the contenders. Absolutely, that opportunity. But is do
2: there. you see also value in what DJ was bringing up that uh, people will look at the Clippers and say they're they're a head case if they don't win this? Well, nobody says it's fair. <laughs> I, I think it's it's probably both. Uh, is, is, and isn't if it's it, both, and then, then it's
1: the first. Isn't it hilarious the narratives that form? Yeah, and they seem to be based on
2: you know where your team happens to be located. Mm, until you establish yourself, the Jazz are in the midst of trying to establish themselves as being truly legitimate. And if they if they push this thing. I don't know how far they have to but, go to really but, to really capitalize on that because look what the uh, how are the Nuggets viewed now? Yeah, but
1: but how about this? After the, last year, the Lakers have "quote unquote" established themselves and they're home fishing. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and yeah, nobody talks about the Lakers' shortcomings. Everybody just makes excuses but, for. But them. wait,
2: but what they happen to have a guy who is the most famous basketball player on the planet? True, he is very famous. So that that has less to do with. I think that would be anywhere LeBron was playing. Okay, but why around the
1: Lakers has the narrative? We've seen LeBron drag a bunch of really crappy teams a long way in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So why aren't we talking about? Well, why didn't LeBron drag this crappy team to the next round of the playoffs?
2: Uh, well, it might be because he was he had been injured previously so then we go to the
1: excuses Mm. as opposed to having having a conversation about well was lebron not good enough
2: uh people are starting to talk about
1: that if the the jazz lose to the clippers it it will immediately go to well donovan mitchell and rudy aren't good enough as opposed to automatically making
2: excuses yeah but that's because they're not as established yet
1: yeah, but what does that mean? Where's the bar there?
2: If, if the Jazz go to the NBA Finals over the next five years, then then people won't be as concerned about that as they are right now. Because the reason people don't necessarily believe in them, you think it's geographical. I, I think it's it's results-oriented. You know, they haven't gotten out of the first round in a while, and they haven't really gone deep in the playoffs for, well, what? 13 years or something like that?
1: Well, I mean, they went to the second, as you said, the second round a few years ago with Donovan Mitchell as a rookie, Mm -hmm. which nobody seems to talk about.
2: Yeah, it's not enough. I, I got it. Well, he's only been in the league four years. Yeah, I know. But then they've been booted out of the playoffs in the first round over the past, what, three? How long did it take LeBron to get to the finals? I don't know. I don't remember. But until you do it, people are going to question it. Okay. Right? All right. The Clippers haven't done it either. I'm trying to yet think if the
1: Clippers lose, you're 100% right. It's going to go to, well, the Clippers don't have the mental fortitude to win. And, and it the, won't be— and, But the
2: Jazz will get credit, too. But the, their work isn't done yet. I think they do need to go to the finals and look good doing it in order to really start to establish a foothold— as a true NBA power, having the best record in the regular season gets you part way, and but you've got to you've got to do something dramatic in order to set that hook. Otherwise, you're you're just kind of you're not forgotten, but you're not respected to the level the Jazz aim to be respected.
1: Let's get to Hanson Scotty. They had Miriam Swanson on. She covers Clippers for the OC Register. Let's hear a few of her thoughts.
6: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see which direction Ty goes, Ty, the Clippers coach Ty Lue, um because, I mean, basically Reggie Jackson replaced Patrick Beverly in the starting lineup after the first two games, um, in large part because Luca was just targeting Bev and, and Pat Bev is, you know six foot one Luca's six foot eight and you know Luca's Luca. Um and then Reggie Jackson kinda gave gives them more offense and more pace and, and he'd actually been the starting point or he yeah, had been the starting point guard for so much of the season while Patrick Beverly was injured. Um so and he ended up you know, he played really well in that first you know, he was you know, the third best scorer. Um, didn't make a lot of mistakes and he came up really big, especially the last two games for the Clippers. Um, so you would imagine he would still be part of the, the you know, the game plan going forward. Um, but I wonder, you know, I mean, Pop Beverly was basically out of the rotation the last few games, but he's still a big part of this team. And against the backcourt, like, you know, Conley and, and Mitchell and with like a Jordan Clarkson, um, he might make a lot more sense to kind of be that instigator and that defensive presence. Yeah. Um, So I would imagine that they're going to go back to Patrick Beverly, Um, maybe not as a starter, but that we'll see him more. Um, And then Rondo didn't play exceptionally well throughout the series, but he still had a big presence. Um, Like Reggie Jackson went out of his way yesterday uh, to talk about how like Rondo was coaching him up throughout the whole game from the sideline, even though he wasn't really playing much, which you could see happening. Um, So, I mean, just having Rondo is, is a big deal.
4: What uh what do the Clippers anticipate doing uh, or what do you anticipate the Clippers doing against uh Donovan Mitchell? i look Luca was uh, a significant problem for them and 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 Donovan may not be that same kind of player but certainly uh a, you know an offensive uh, juggernaut at times. How do you anticipate that matchup to go?
6: Yeah, it's interesting. Um I think I mean I think Patrick Beverly will come in to play a little bit, but I mean the Clippers also, you know, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, who can, you know, be be quite a, you know, he can clamp down when they need him to. Like, he, they didn't put him on Luka until the last couple games. Um, but once they did, I mean, Luka obviously still had 46 points yesterday. But, um, you know, it really sort of changes the dynamic. And, and you know, Kawhi's pretty pretty hard to score on. Um, so, we'll see if and when they, they go to that. Um, but otherwise, yeah. I mean, Donovan is a problem, and he's he's hard for anybody to stop. So I imagine they'll do what they do with all great offensive players and give him, you know, a whole bunch of looks. You know, from a little bit of Kawhi, a little bit of PG, a little bit of, you know, Pat Bev, maybe some Rondo to you know play Rondo head games or whatever. Um, and and I think uh, they'll mix it up and and uh, see how that works.
7: This regular season for this Clippers team was all over the place. Very interesting. Some injuries and some different things. And obviously we got to see them three times up and close against the Utah Jazz. Um, I'm curious to know, just from your point of view, and covering them all year, this this group in particular, do they have chemistry issues? When Rondo rolls his eyes and says, what's with that shot to Kawhi? Or, you know, you, you've you seen different, it seems to be chemistry dysfunction at the time at, at certain times do you believe they have a chemistry issue
6: i don't think so i think i think that's sort of rondo's face <laughs> like um on that that moment um like he's an intense like he might sit down for zooms you know like he's just an intense dude so i i don't i kind of didn't put as much into that moment I mean, obviously it was a moment of frustration but um uh I don't know that that was as much a sign of chemistry issues as like a year ago when, you know, there there was clearly more dissension and sort of um, kind of lack of playing together. But um, I mean, in this case, to to go through a seven game series like they went through um, and Kawhi has kind of been really explicit about how much he trusts the guys around him, which like I didn't hear him saying a whole lot last year. Um, And you can see that like he's passing the ball to Reggie Jackson you know, like in a way that he, you know, looking for Reggie, like getting Reggie going as opposed to, you know, like last year there was a moment in the bubble where he he passed the ball to Reggie and Reggie went and took some brain shot and botched it. And Kawhi looked at him and said, you know, I didn't pass you the ball for that bleep. Um, I haven't seen that this year. Like he clearly is much more on the same page with, with all his teammates. Um and the Ronda moment aside. Um, so I, I think they're in a better place than they were last year. I think they've got a lot of vets on the team that are really hungry from Ibaka to Batum to Marcus Morris. Um, Ty Lu I think has, gets a lot of credit for sort of getting this team to, to coalesce. Um, granted, like I'm not in the locker room at all this year. So it's a little harder to get a sense, you know, just from watching from afar and, and you know, talking to them on zoom. But um I think it's better than it was last year. I think that they really, I'm I'm sure, going through a seven-game series like they went through is is a bonding experience in a way. And and if if they didn't trust each other before, they trust each other more now. Um, So I I, I don't foresee it being a huge problem.
2: There you go. A little perspective on the Clippers. What did you think, Gordon? Okay. I mean, she said all the things that she said. And I I still think that (laughs) – it, for instance, she talked about – I uh, wouldn't ever talk about Donovan Mitchell. She brought up Kawhi and that Kawhi might be called upon to guard Donovan if Donovan's going crazy. Okay? Okay, what about the rest of the team? If you took Kawhi and, and Donovan and put them over here, what about the rest of the teams? Who's got the better team? Well,
1: I would th- – <clears throat> Jazz fans will certainly tell you the Jazz do, and they have had a more team-oriented concept. I would say, I mean, stars
2: um, stars are so important, and I get that. But if, if for some reason Kawhi and Donovan canceled each other out, I think advantage Jazz. See the hard part though that, and let me see if I can
1: explain this. If I, if I don't, tell me. But. The way that the Jazz are constructed compared to the Clippers. The Clippers have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and those are dynamic, individual players. Mm-hmm. But the way the Jazz are built, Donovan and Rudy are certainly dynamic, individual players, but the, the rest of the team is also constructed to highlight their strengths. Because neither one of them is a complete player yet, whereas Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are much more complete, I would say. So the jazz are built around rudy's defense their whole defensive concept is built on highlighting the fact that they've got the best defensive player in the world and the jazz have to construct their team concept around making that effective you know their offensive concept is designed around generating open threes and donovan's a big part of that obviously right and i was speaking more offensively so that that's why i'm saying i mean i you know i don't know if the jazz the rest of the team is more talented than the clippers or not i would trust their team concept To their success.
2: Does that make any sense? Yeah, But do you you think that the Jazz, uh, quote unquote, supporting cast is built to make Donovan look better or is Donovan add to the mix in a manner that makes the team better? Um, I don't. It's not either or. It's not either or. But if I had to lean one way or the other, it's the latter. Boy, I say when we talk about stuff like this, that's what makes me so eager for this series. I agree because yeah. I really want to see how it turns out. One hundred percent. And I think both you and I think very highly of the of the Clippers and their talent. Uh, no disrespect here about the Clippers whatsoever. I this is this I I consider this series a toss up. Pretty do, close. Do you? Yeah.
1: I would. Pretty say Pretty much so. a
2: toss up. And I'm not saying the Jazz can't win it. Uh, But this gets back to what DJ and PK were talking about. It's time for the Jazz to step up in a manner where they prove how good they are. And really, there's no better obstacle for them to climb over in that proving than the Clippers are with the talent they have, especially with the way those guys, especially Kawhi performs in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, two-time finals MVP. If the Jazz can dispose of this team, then I think a lot of the stuff we heard during the regular season will start to fade away. We'll see.
1: I mean, I give them a, a, a great chance to get to the finals if they can get through this series. Yeah. I think this series will be tougher. Although, than. Although well, the Suns look pretty good. <laughs> don't think they're better than the Clippers. In fact, not even close. Mm, I think this sure. will be a way harder series than what they'll get in the, in the Western Conference Finals if they get there.
2: Even more highlight on this series, and this is it.
1: All right, stay tuned. It is the big show. We'll have more next 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.
5: What time is it? It's half past the hour
0: and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30 point Bell, bell. bell.
1: Clippers game one of their second round playoff series tonight here at Bivin Arena. Quinn Snyder says the Clippers aren't going to do anything to them they haven't seen before.
5: There's no mystery. We've had teams switch one through five against this the entire season. We've had teams drop their bigs the entire season. Donovan's been blitzed and pick and roll the entire season. People have hard hedged against this the entire season. People have spaced Rudy in the strong corner the entire season. So all these things to me, you know, it's a question of how we execute. Obviously, Donovan was an all-star this year. He wasn't an all-star his rookie year. He was really good, but he's gotten better. We've got a lot of guys that weren't on those teams. I'm really not looking backward. I'm looking at the team. Team that we're playing right now. And the Clippers are playing as well as anybody in the league right now, and that's really our focus.
1: No Mike Conley for the Jazz tonight as he continues to recover from his injured hamstring. Tip-off, Clippers Jazz Game 1 coming your way a little after 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage live from the plaza out front of the arena begins at 7. This update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks.
5: Can't stop me now.
0: This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires, Big o Tires. the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Network. Let it rip let it fly. Come on, baby, say it, do it, Big
1: Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This one goes out to Larry Tassoni on uh, Total Request Tuesday. He uh, works for the Megaplex, but uh, Austin and Johnny talk to him all the time on The Movie Zone. He has the greatest job in the world.
2: (laughs) Better than ours? Yeah.
1: Rivals, pretty close. I mean, if your whole job was to watch movies all day and pick uh, which ones were good, that sounds pretty good. I might get tired of that after a while. Nah. Nah.
2: I think you got to watch the crappy ones, too. Only part of them,
1: <laughs>
2: and you're still pull watching hatch on that one.
1: <laughs> out, gone. Yeah, movies are uh, uh, that's pretty
2: good. That's pretty good.
1: Movie zone this week, by the way, uh, because of the jazz schedule, will be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What you got cooking to, this time, yeah. Around, what's though, going
3: on? Nah, I don't know. We got till Friday, so to, to figure don't it, wanna, it out, I wouldn't want to plan ahead at all, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not busy. Hey, this year,
1: uh, Austin, I was reading something the other day. uh, You can confirm this, I I suppose. But uh, this year is supposed to be like the best uh, year for movies ever because of all the movies that were held back all of last year. Is that kind of coming true?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to see a lot of movies make a lot more money than they would have had the pandemic not happened. Does that make sense? Like, There will be movies that people will think were really, really good. And five, seven, ten years from now, you'll go, well, maybe it wasn't that good. Maybe Ah. I just missed the movies. I thought they was just going to be a lot of them. There are going to be. There were so many movies held out and that are just going to, we're going to have one after another starting really last week through probably this time next year. There will be something every week for you to go see.
1: Kind of like how the, you know, we talked about this a long time ago, Gordon, at the beginning of the pandemic, how the the sports was going to get log jammed, particularly the NBA. And we're seeing that. You know, uh, I don't like to make excuses for LeBron, but he had about two weeks off in between last season and this season. A little more than that, but honestly, what was it, a month and a half? Yeah, two and, and he
3: had to make a movie. And
1: they have to <laughs> uh, they have to get this season in by the Olympics only to turn around and start a couple months after that. I mean, yeah. it's it's interesting how the, the pandemic backed everything up. In, Let's uh, certainly hope that
2: there's never another year quite like that one. I mean, we'll see, but...
1: Me, I'm me personally. I'm rooting for I it to happen again. Is anyone I hope, out there? Woo, I that hope was it ha- a good year. Let's hope it happens next year.
2: What? Are you, girls, are you, so you, you, like like you know what I've been doing lately? What? I've been watching westerns. <laughs> this is quite the <laughs> the turn. <laughs> yeah, we we're talking about watching movies. I've been watching westerns. Last night I watched uh, Gregory Peck western called The Bravados. Okay. Uh, it's you know, it's just interesting how t- when when movies are made, um, points of view are it just changes over time. Let's just say it that way. In some ways, not always, but I, I've been checking out the westerns. Yeah, uh, you guys, western guys.
1: Yeah, I really like westerns. Do you? Um, but but I'm trying to think. Have you ever seen Austin? You've seen Young Guns too. No, you've never seen Young Guns too. No. Uh, well, then this won't uh, make any sense to you. But Pat Garrett brings along a rider with him on his pursuit for Billy the Kid, and the rider is a real—what uh, do they call it? Tin horn. Is that right? <laughs> is it an old West speaker? Greenhorn? Greenhorn? Maybe that's yeah, it. Greenhorn. Yeah. yeah, or the city slicker type of type of dude. That's how I would
3: picture Gordon. Isn't in the a old Tin West. Horn a big mouth? Isn't that maybe that's anyway, it? Yeah. I don't know. No. What do you mean, no?
2: If I was living back then, uh, believe me, I would have been a gifted horseman. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. You would have been look. a Pinkerton. No, I would have looked at horses the way I, looked at, I look at cars now. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, I would have gotten into it. Mm-hmm. If I could. And I'd definitely be a good rider. Nope. It's all in the balance.
1: Oh, in the a lot of manual labor in the Old West, too, that I don't think would have really <laughs> agreed with you.
3: A lot of dirt. This, a lot of is, this dirt. Is so, yeah. This
2: is so unfair.
3: <laughs> what are you this talking is about? I'm Not a, hard, a lot of air conditioning uh, on those uh, pioneer tracks. I'm a hard worker.
1: Yeah, you can't take the car in between trek stops in the old west. Mark,
3: I was doing it. Hope you a make duty. it through the pass. I was, <laughs> I'm taking the interstate.
2: <laughs> Don't spare us <laughs> no, the duty part. No, we see had, you next spring, we, had to move, we had to move the cars from the drop-off point to the ending point. It was a lot of work. It was a
1: lot of cars to move. Now, you could have let some other adult on the trek do that, you know. (laughs) I was the man for the job. Did you have to do it every (laughs) single time? Couldn't you rotate it? You know, hey, (laughs) you know what? I'll hike
3: today. We only did it one day. What made you the man for the job? That you had a valid driver's license? (laughs) Uh, well, really yes. Now that you say, <laughs> you didn't necessarily need a Class C. <laughs> yeah,
2: but there was a lot of driving back and forth on those dirt roads. See, yeah, it was—you yeah. wouldn't want somebody. I—I well, I don't want to justify myself, uh, you know. But I, we well, yeah, the work had to get done. <laughs> All
3: four hundred horsepowers of it.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Gordon. You would have been a heck of a cowboy. When I worked, <laughs> you uh, convinced when, me. When
2: I worked uh, for a stonemason, he <laughs> told me he told me what a good hard worker I was. Worked for him all summer long. Get him on the phone. I oh, he's while well, he's passed away. I think what about his next of kin. Uh, uh, no need. Another witness. No, oh, look, he, he Janet was, from HR. Now listen, anybody. He, he was a, a picture. He was a tough, tough guy. And you had to work hard, and I, I, I sweated all summer long. What and we, he said, "Man, I'm impressed. You are a good hard worker." What was his name? His name was Bill. Bill, what? I'm not going to give his name. Bill I? Mason. It, it, was he?
1: Was he Bill Puxley Senior?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Bill Brixley. Bill, Bill Mason. <laughs>
2: Bill Stone. <laughs> oh,
0: no,
3: no, his name funny. was Bill. It's,
1: that's it a true story. Bill, Bill Brixley. That's funny. Bill Mason. Hey, we all never Bill freed. Mason.
2: One time we born were born to do the work. We, we were, tra- we were transport. He was the man
3: for the job.
2: We were transporting some rocks from one location to another, and uh, <laughs> and there was another guy with us in the cab, and uh, he got and uh, Bill got pulled over by a police officer. And the police officer said to him, have you been smoking dope? And Bill said, no, but the guy sitting in the front seat has. (laughs) I'm a sucker for grass. Not me. He was done by me. So he
1: sold out the person in his car? He was just joking
2: around. Did they arrest him? No. It was all in good humor.
7: Because,
2: you know, most police love laughing about stuff like that. Uh, Especially the fictional ones. I swear on the Holy Bible,
1: that Bill Stone. This stone. stone, Bill this stone no, his name wasn't
2: Stone, but I don't want to give out his name because uh, he's got a good family, and I don't need to make fun of it. But Bill was his name. I swear, this these stories are true, Jake. Oh, <laughs> <yeah,
6: laughs> we are. I don't Look, Lisa.
2: A well, I don't know. Lisa is before Lisa, but uh, anyway, uh, um, uh, this is absolutely true. Never mentioned it to her, huh? I might have. Yeah. She knows I worked with, with a stonemason, yeah. But, I, you know, we used to have to mix that mud and get those big old 100-pound rocks up on the truck and then mount them on the wall, wire them in, all that stuff, man. Did all that. You wired rocks? Yeah. Into the wall to keep them in place. And then you pull the wire out. Okay. Don't question me I'm a, I'm this. just sitting here. Good hard work. Wore a bandana. How long did you do it? Summer.
3: The whole summer? Mm, I don't know. I can't remember exactly how long it was. Zero days? (laughs) Like like a (laughs) metaphorical summer? Or
2: (laughs) Robbie says uh, you can always tell a false Gordon story if there was someone named Bill in it. (laughs) <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> that story is absolutely 100% true. Just a, I would give you a million dollars if that story were untrue. Yeah, right, but there's no way to prove it either way. Strange. What, 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 I didn't strange. record my entire life. Yeah. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Show me a film at 10? Uh, no. What, hey.
7: Just what do you want from me? Just
2: because I tell you a story, you sit there and uh-huh. automatically think it's it's uh, fabricated. Your
3: film's no good either. We saw you attempt to yeah. prove things with film we once. Did. And your credibility <laughs> is not- There was less proof than the moon landing.
2: I'm telling you, I worked hard as, as a younger, younger man. Real quick, just to salvage
1: uh, at least somewhat of a productive topic out of this segment, because we do have the Not Sports Report next. Uh, Did you see, uh, well, a few people have been reporting it, starting with Yahoo Sports, but Dennis Dodd did a nice uh, write-up on this in CBS Sports, that uh, uh, the uh, NCAA, um, well, the College Football Playoff Committee, is expected to approve later this summer College Football Playoff expansion. According to Yahoo Sports, the 12-team model is favored by multiple parties.
2: Twelve teams?! That's wow. what uh, that's what they're getting at. That yeah. would be that would be shocking to me if they went to twelve. But that would you know? I mean, it it takes these guys so freaking long to to get up with it. You know, it just what is what is obvious to ninety five percent of the population. It takes them years to get it figured out. But 12 would be revolutionary. Now,
1: do you know, and you can read into Dennis' analysis on this whole thing, but uh, who's pushing the 12-team model, or at least one of the conferences pushing that? Pac-12? The SEC, because they want as many— They want their whole league in there? They
2: want their whole league in (laughs) Can imagine if that's they the want
1: it as many at large bids as possible. And there is a debate apparently on whether there would be
2: any automatic berths. There should be. It Every would- conference champion should have an automatic berth. If it, because if you don't, then it turns into a political game. And I think champions of leagues deserve it because college football is so fragmented that if someone is undefeated in one league, they might have three losses in another league. And it would, and it's good to have representation for every one of those. And then you have the at-large teams to make up for any kind of difference that might exist, okay. according to opinion.
1: Now, with a smaller playoff, I'm very much in favor of automatic bids. Very much. But if you're going to go all the way to 12... If you're going to have 12, every conference champion is going to get on, in hold anyway. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. So does it matter if they it go ma- all the way to 12? Because, listen, listen, if for that to come into play... The automatic, the automatic part of it. For it to come into play, we were, we're talking about a conference champ that is awful. Because the conference champ would al- already be in, as you say, but. if they're any good. So the only protection the automatic gives you is if you've got a Big 12 team that's ranked 25th that automatically gets in. you know, Because
2: 12 is so many teams. I, I still like the automatic qualification for the conference champ. What does it accomplish though? Just make sure that the political games don't go crazy. But
1: if you make sure it's only in a circumstance where you don't want to make sure.
2: Uh, yeah, but we we're, we're squabbling over nothing. No, no, no,
1: no here. because if if a a conference champ who let's say was uh was a eight win team that fluked out a conference championship game win and won their conference. Do you really want them included? Yeah. If the field I do. is twelve and they're a, like an eight-win team, no, you don't. Well, you'd be complaining about it nonstop that, that, if that it would, happened. That
2: would be rare, but, but that would be still- the
1: only circumstance it would matter.
2: I suppose I, I I hear what you're saying, but I I like rewarding champions of individual leagues because that that shows something. Uh, to me. And I think there's value in it. Even if like at the beginning of the year, let's say a quarterback is injured and he's out for two or three games, but then he comes back and he's able to play and they're playing great and they end up winning their league, even though their record isn't glistening. Uh, it would it would ensure that. If we we're talking about six teams, I agree. We're talking
1: about 12 where everybody and their dog is going to get in. <laughs> I know I just like the symbolism of it. If it's a conference champion who's not in the top 12, you don't want him in anyway. Uh not sure about that. Come on. Not sure about Come on, that. you personally would be look complaining at, Look at up what a happened. Storm. Wait a
2: minute. Look at what happened this year in the NCAA basketball tournament with teams from the Pac-12 and the success they had that earlier had been seen as something less. How many teams get into the NCAA tournament? I understand that. But you're talking about a number in football that is a big number relative to what we expected. We, We kind of expected, okay, maybe eight. But if they go to 12, I would just like to ensure that much and then there's enough at large teams to be able to get the rest in at least those that would likely have a shot at uh, doing something in the postseason well, let's not give teams that don't a chance how about that <laughs> what number would you put it at uh, two no stop I know you really think that which is really sad but the, what? The, come on snap out of it two you asked my opinion <laughs> I I think 12 is way too many, if that's what
1: you're looking for. I think 8 is too many.
2: Why? Because it diminishes the value of the regular season. eh? Correct.
1: Because I don't like seeing 8 win
2: teams have a chance to win the national title. You love it. You must hate playoffs in general, don't you? No. Because teams with less than that... At the professional level, get in all the time. I do think too many teams get into professional
1: playoffs. That's true. I don't hate playoffs, though. This is coming from an Expos fan. Why does half the NBA
2: get into the playoffs? <laughs> Why does half uh, the NFL get into the playoffs? Well, we're not talking about half in this case. We're talking about 12. All right,
1: stay tuned. Uh, Not Sports Report coming up next. So stubborn sometimes.
2: 975
1: and
0: 1280 the zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 975-1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80. The Zone Time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out online lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today?
2: Oh, uh, where'd this happen? I don't know where it happened. But uh, Jake, a uh, let me just read this. A prankster told pals that he had scooped, uh, I think this is over in Europe somewhere, three hundred and twenty eight thousand euros in a lottery win. And then he blew thousands on a 13 hour bender fellow by the name of Dale Barnwell, 33. He texted his friends, telling them to meet him suited and booted for a celebration. Five friends turned up, along with his 27 year old cousin uh, who was in on the joke. They started drinking at a place called the Fox Inn. Uh, Over there in in England, Uh, (laughs) the group moved on to the Attenborough Arms in uh, the town before heading to some other place, a casino, where he blew $1,000 in euros. The cousin spent about $5,000 in total euros and decided to break the news uh, that it was all a hoax. (laughs) what would your reaction be to that jake oh i'd be mad i'd be
1: yeah i'd be really mad although uh, we have played similar pranks on friends in the past i guess kind of so wait who got who i
3: don't what's the prank that someone had to pay for it all yeah why didn't they just make him pay for it all i
1: don't know he didn't have the money
3: Sucks to be him. <laughs> they ran Just up these can't big, washing dishes. They
1: ran up these big bills, and then he was like,
2: "Yeah, I was not serious about that." So. See, this is where you have to be careful with your pranking, you know, because you, you can't you can't hurt people with your prank, in my opinion. I mean, remember that remember that woman who I mean that man who was playing a joke on his wife. He was going to propose to her, and he pretended he was in a motorcycle accident. And the police ran on it, and they tell her that he's been injured in a, in a motorcycle accident. And she shows up, and she runs over there. She thinks he's dead. And he just he rolls over and laughs and opens
3: a box with a ring in it. That, that, that's not the way to do it. Yeah, don't call your wife and say your son has fallen through the ice at a reservoir in the middle of the winter. And ice fishing, like Hans did. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, uh, I
2: have a friend. I have a friend. No, this is a true story. Hans. Who? No. He... He thought it would be funny to recreate the scene in Psycho, uh the shower scene with his wife. And so she's in the shower. <laughs> I'm laughing in pity. He's she's in the shower and he comes into the uh into the bathroom with a kitchen knife as though he's going to attack her in the shower. Have, have you seen Psycho, right? Yeah, is this man still with this woman? I think so, after all these years. Wow. And she you know what she did? She broke down, fell to the floor of the shower, and bawled.
3: Not yeah, a good yeah. idea. Yeah, that man should be alone the rest of his days. That's, that is a blank move. How about- uh, If my daughter's husband did that to her, I'll probably end up in prison myself.
1: How about this? Uh, we were at a wedding, and my buddy Nick opened a bar tap. <laughs> and so we we spread word throughout the wedding that Nick had opened the bar tab, and so then everybody once they got their drink at the bar said uh, this one goes on Nick's tab, and he was hit with about an eight hundred dollar bar tab by the. End. <laughs> that's
3: that's just mean.
1: Who's was that your idea? No, but I went along with it. You thought that was funny. Uh, at least half. A How dozen long did times. you
3: leave him on the hook for it? Oh, he paid it to my knowledge. Oh, you guys didn't then rush in with a bunch of money and no.
1: Somebody may have helped him. I this don't know. It changes how
3: I look at you. Why? It says a lot about a man, doesn't it?
1: I wasn't my idea. We just stuck him with a big bar tab. You went along with it? Of course I did. $800? <laughs>
2: Something like that. Jake Scott, you think you know a guy. <laughs>
1: well, it wasn't just me. I mean, maybe $30 of that was me.
2: Did you pay up? Did I? Yes. No. There's a word for that. It's a compound word, pond scum. (laughs) I wasn't pouring the drinks. You Ah. were taking advantage of a situation. Well, the bartender probably should have checked with Nick first. (laughs) Okay. So you're blaming the service.
1: (laughs) I actually think somebody did help him out with the tab, but it wasn't me.
2: (laughs) That's that's uncool. Eh, That's uncool. He learned a lesson. Austin, what's the worst uh, prank you ever attempted, uh, or we, that you ever heard? of? I'm
3: not talking about that on air, and we don't have time. But I do know, of the three of us, I thought there was only one of us that had stood up friends before at establishments and left them hanging. Now I find out it's two of us. Wait a minute, you're not pointing a finger at me. You did I abandon am. Bowler. But, what? You did abandon Bowler.
2: Oh uh, yeah, but, yeah, but oh, but that was that was a mistake. That which was, time? the first time wasn't my the first time was I forgot the second one wasn't my fault uh huh whose fault was it well it was probably Bowler's because he (laughs) he left me he left me Lisa's pet name for me is were you late or something it was crowded. We were in a, in a, in a foreign airport. Oh, that and, time. And I was in that line. That was your fault. We've been no, through this a bunch of times. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, let me just, real quick. Now you got we me all get worked the up. Next. I, I know. He's waiting on us. You, you got me too worked up now. I'm in line in a foreign airport with my wife with a line that is a mile long. And I'm coming up to the. And, but but and when, I'm Gordon Monson. No, no. When a I'm my I, I got not stand in those type Buller of lines. And Bowler said, I, We already got ours. We'll meet you at the gate. And so he left to go to the gate. And so I'm in line, and I get up to the, the guy, the agent, and he says, oh, this connecting flight, you won't get there in time, but this flight over here will. So how can I get a hold of Bowler at that point? Cell phone? Yeah. No, my cell phone didn't work. You weren't. in Antarctica. It wouldn't work.
3: They have cell phones in Mexico, you know.
2: (laughs) I had my own. You're also leaving
3: out the detail that Mrs. Bullerjack was was very was seeing technicolors. She was seriously sick. (laughs) In a foreign (laughs) land, as you mentioned. (laughs) Yeah, but how could I get the word to him? I couldn't do it via phone. So what do I
2: do? Send up a pigeon?
1: The airport intercom. Uh,
2: uh, Call the gate? In a foreign country? You know yes. what? It, it, there was nothing I could do at that point Except for change the
3: flight <laughs> Get out of there hmm. Get home uh, first class and, and
1: I'm a bad person hmm. <laughs> Bowler's next 97.5 and 1280
7: <laughs> The Zone
0: Now let's get this party started this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network.
7: The one thing I did not want to see was Quiet Leonard in the second round for the Utah Jazz. It's not about Paul George to me. I mean, Paul George disappears, and he probably will do it again. To me, it's about a guy that's been there and done that multiple times, and that worries me.
4: The thing that I think that I have a lot of confidence in the Jazz in this series is that the Clippers are going to deal with a scoring onslaught that they have not had to deal with in quite some time. While the Jazz may not have a Luka onslaught, on their team. They've got the best defensive player in the NBA. They've got a high level scorer in Donovan Mitchell. They've got high level three point shooting. If the Jazz get their open looks and their offense is able to run unimpeded by that Clipper defense, then I think the Jazz win the series. And frankly, I think they win it in six.
0: Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.